Yeah, it's like, oh. Knows your address. <laughs> I mean, oh. it's it's saying... It is, yeah, it's getting the wrong... I don't know, I don't know which one's 29. I don't know, I, I think... I don't I think know. 29 would be it's that not, way. I think, I think it's that side. I've got no idea. I don't know. Um, be... Who knows? Anyway. But no, so so you're saying like if if a sports teacher or something was to measure the speed that everyone can run a hundred meter sprint, yep. work out their average speed, and then work out whether or not they could jump to a certain height. Yeah. Um. Kind of that that would be kind of true. But the only thing that would be the problem with that is that that is assuming that the speed that they can achieve running is the same speed that they can achieve vertically for a high jump. Yeah. So what you could do though, um, that, that's is. Awesome. You know how they do, like, uh, tests of how many... You know you can do, like, grip strength with those things? Yes. And you squeeze it and see how many newtons you're actually applying yep. through your hand? Yep. You could do the same thing by getting kids to literally just vertically jump to measure how much force they're exerting downwards Down. through their legs. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. So, that way then, let's just start with that. So, it's like, measure the force that they can apply. I the next like I'm thing... I'm going to go to, like, a primary school now... <laughs> just just do this to every kid. I'm actually I could probably do it to my old one. Yeah. Give it a go. So then next is Newton's law, force equals mass times acceleration, yeah. right? So if you know this, you know their mass, then you could work out the acceleration they need to achieve. Right? Yeah. Then the next thing is from that, uh based on like if this oh. is someone's leg, you know, it's their upper leg, that's their lower leg. Then let's just say that this is the distance that their muscles are contracting across, even okay. though it's a really simplified diagram, just from like foot to hip. Um, then what we can do is go, right, basically they need to achieve, or they're achieving based on that force, this acceleration <coughs> over <coughs> this distance. Yeah. Yeah. Then you could use the SUVAT formulas, right? Mm -hmm. So um, you could work out how fast they're achieving that just before their leg straightens and they leave the ground. Yep. And everything else. Um, and from there, you could work out their final velocity. Yeah, you could. Right? Yeah. yeah. So you could use... Uh, uh, hang on. V squared equals U squared plus 2AS. Yeah, you could do that one. V squared equals U squared plus 2AS. So the U is going to be zero. Yep. Right? V is going to be the square root of 2AS. We have their acceleration and based on the, the force distance. and their mass. And the we have the distance depending on... The height. Yeah. From... Yeah. From, yeah, you can, so you can measure the length of their leg to their hip kind of thing, and that's going to be the S, yeah. in a sense. Then you've got the V. That's the velocity they need to exit. Then what you could do is go, does V equal the square root of 2GH? And so if V is greater than the square root of 2GH, then it means they should be able to jump over the bar, <laughs> set at that height, 2 metres or whatever. And if it's less than it, they're going to hit the bar and embarrass themselves. And if it's equal to it, they should just... Oh, Assuming they've got the right form and everything, and they can high jump properly, they'll just get yeah, over the bar. Yeah. It's actually. Oh, I want to test that out. Don't you have to do a? Don't you have to do an experiment? I do later this year. I don't. I don't. I mean, I could. That'd be a very tough one to get the numbers right because a lot of approximations. You know, you know what I could do, because um, our school has a carnival. I guess I don't know. Like um, they get all these other schools together. They go out. Maybe I could say to my to like a teacher, so I'm like, oh, I want to conduct an experiment. Can I come mm. along with you? I I just need to get some recordings and then do some, uh, m speed measurements and and gather information, and see whether or not. And I want to have be able to try and predict whether or not some students would be that, able to mix. That'd be pretty cool. But but then then you would know like okay, 
um, you'd know, you'd say for training, mm. for example, um, you'd be able to tell them like, oh, your form's well, you're doing that. But the, but to be able to tell them how or why they're not able to reach that height, you're able to tell them, oh, you need to focus on gaining more speed or being able to jump vertically or something. Tell them what they're... Would you need to have that part of it though, where you're actually training them and looking at how to improve that? Yeah. Or could you just literally just take a bunch of people and then measure their... The, the hardest one is going to be measuring the force that they exert. Yeah. That's going to be the hardest one. Um, but... <coughs> I mean, like, can't you... Couldn't, couldn't you just do that as a measurement? And that way, then out of 20 people, based on the calculations, you measure each one and then you get your predictions for their V and then you can go along and before anything, magically go, you're going to be able to do it, you're going to be able to do it, you're not going to be able to do it. Yeah, and then selectively pick, I don't know, say say that you need a team of three people of like... Oh, you'd want to do it blindly, actually. You'd want to tell... Yeah. Otherwise, they might try to stuff the results. If you tell them they can do it, they'll probably like just, you know head first straight into the pole and just, just to pretend, just to stuff up your results. So maybe just secretly create a list of the ones that can or cannot yeah. based on your predictions. But and I, then I, actually I feel get them like, to do it. I feel like, say, because you know how schools, they, or not schools, but like athletes and stuff, they, I don't know if they have tryouts, they, they, they probably do something where they, um, where they go um, show, um, how high they can jump or whatever mm. you could see like before they actually jump mm. you could see okay we've seen this person run at this speed today um we've had i don't know a specific type of scale which has measured the force that they exerted when they've propelled off it mm. and then from that from what i've read or from what i've calculated this can this tells me that this person is able to reach that height. But, and he could be a valid person in the team as he is re- able to reach the, under the mm-hmm. highest height that we need. Right. So, that could be said. And then it'd be like, okay, um, this person um, possibly can't reach it. This person probably can't reach it. This person probably can't reach it. But these three people... So using it as a, like a selection tool. As a selection. I feel like now I'm doing like natural selection. Like, God. Well, it wouldn't be natural, would it? Yeah, but you know you know what I'm saying. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you could say like as a coach or something, you could say that, okay, you have your form down. We can see it. Um, like you're changing good. the criteria yeah. to, be, to be selected kind of thing. Yeah, so it could be like, okay, we need to work on improving your speed. Right. That's what we need to focus on. And so maybe... Maybe say that they've realized that, oh, I've, I can't reach, like, 2.4 meters or something, right? Mm. And then just, like, other people are able to reach that. Yeah. Other people who are the same height as me, have everything the same as me, but not noticing that they have So speed. proving that, like, like, let's say someone, you know, for a vertical jump, like in basketball or something like that even, um, needs to be able to jump higher, and then they're getting confused and thinking, maybe if I, like, lose weight... To be yeah, lighter, yeah. I should be able to jump higher. Yeah. But this proves that it's independent of mass. It's yeah. about velocity. It's, it's about how fast they move. Yeah. So so you could you could um you could adapt their training resume or something mm-hmm. regime. I don't know. Um, you could adapt how they train or and then focus on key points. I don't know. If, I feel like um I don't know if you were to become a. Uh, a fitness coach or something, then um, you'd notice that all these things are met. Yeah. But there are other things that are hold- holding 
a person back. Right. For example, this well, beat. You're right, but the the only problem with that is that like a lot of like personal trainers or fitness coaches or coaches in general already have that. Like where they may not know it from a physics point of view, but they'll know yeah, those yeah. kind of things. What you could do though, if you do want to stick with this as an experiment, is reverse the whole process. You can measure how high the person can jump, right? literally get a ruler or a measuring tape, reverse it, and then you can calculate how much force their muscles are exerting, something that's much harder to measure. So that way then without a special tool, you could go, well, based on the fact that, you know, um, your muscles are moving over this distance, right, S, and you're jumping to a vertical height of H against gravity, then it means that you must be exiting or leaving the ground at this velocity, which means that then the acceleration that you're achieving through the muscles is this, which means the force that you're achieving based on your mass is this many newtons. And you can, by proxy, calculate the, the force exerted by the, by the leg muscles. Yeah. Could give it a go. Could. But then I need to get someone who is going to be willing to run and then just stop. I don't need them to run. You just need them to vertically jump. That's it. Oh, Literally yeah. just make them jump. <coughs> and then done. I'm interested. And you know what you could do as well is if you wanted to add some complexity to it, you could have people who haven't stretched, people who have stretched, people who have like warmed up, people who have not warmed up to look at whether or not the force exerted by a muscle is dependent on those variables as well. Yeah. And you could do like, you know, r- repeated measures where yeah. you've got you know, three participants, but you get them all to do it... Three times. Like, no, no, just get them to do it when their muscles are cold. So, like, first thing in the morning. Then get them to do some stretches, which don't really warm up the muscles massively. Then get them to do a bit of running, jogging, and then come back and do it again. And then not only are you measuring, (coughs) here's how much higher you jumped, but also here's how much force, how many more newtons you got out of the same muscles. So, basically, you could say, oh... Um, say, say they're running when they run and after they stretched and ran, Mm. um, we have seen an, um, I don't know, higher, I mean, more first being, more force being exerted when you have stretched and run. So, and then you could say, um, as a result of that, it is, uh, obvious that in order to achieve your best or whatever, you'd need to be able to reach. I don't, I don't know, you'd need to be able to stretch, run, and then you could see a lot more improvement if you're yeah. not already doing that, which I assume that they would be. Yeah, but that's exactly it. <clears throat> That'd be cool, because then, then you'd have like a like a sporting exercise application to physics, which is a bit rarer in like, normally everyone just goes for like electrical circuits and, you know, cars and pulley systems and all the kind of textbook stuff. But how would you, are you measuring the height or the speed of the person? they're jumping the height but if you know their height you know their speed you just you reverse yeah, the calculations okay. so if you measure so, h you solve for v from that formula there yeah, yeah then from v you solve back to a then from a you solve back to force so basically all you need to do is see how high someone jumped that's it and then you'd be able to and then you'd be able to work out all the other numbers and if you wanted to you could even start to consider the legs as a basic spring or the muscles as a spring and like work out spring constants and stuff like approximations for the spring constant of a muscle when it's cold versus stretch versus warmed. Oh yeah, by doing the height and then figuring out the. What was it again? What's, well, what's the um? Once you know the force, you also know the extension of the muscles, or you could even just like Google it and take it as a, an approximated. We got the um. Force extension. 
and then solve k. F hooks off. F equals negative k F times equals, delta x. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, you could do that. If you needed to. I probably wouldn't add too much complexity, but if you needed to, you could always throw that in as well. Mm. Interesting. There you go. But that's something to think about. I mean, that'll come in like I term mean, four or term three. But... You, know, you know what I was thinking now? Uh-huh. But it'd be hard to do it. Mm. Um, you could make a graph, but base it off of... Um, Try and get someone to jump mm. at a certain height. I mean, if you get someone, to, I mean, you could just sub in one meter, and then you could. You could do that though, because based on like if if you put the force here on the x-axis, and then you put the height that they jumped here, you've got the force because you yeah. calculated it, and you've got the height because you measured it, and you could plot force from muscles against vertical height and work out. A relationship between those two. Yeah. So wait, if I was to do um okay ah uh, this prac, and then mm. I would say okay say that um you have one person who could only jump a meter high, then you have someone who jumped uh, a meter point two, mm. and then you could write down a graph or um drop a graph showing um that they're that it's constant or something saying like oh as seen in this people who jump one meter are exerting that much force onto the ground, would you say? Are you talking about like an average? No, so, so say you're you're jumping up, the force is going, is pushing off the ground. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so person who jumped one meter is exerting this much force off the ground. And I, and this can be seen to be, um, I don't know, uh, a constant, a, a, I don't know, um, it's a, Constant variable, whatever. Well, that and contradicted constant variable, but yeah. like, okay. you you could do force against vertical height jumped, and then the gradient of that line would be the number of meters that you get out of every newton of force. Or if you flipped the axis, you could get the number of newtons per meter yeah. to jump. Or like more appropriately, because people don't really jump more than a meter, um, these go like per centimeter. So for every centimeter of extra height you want to jump, you have to put in this many more newtons through the muscles. Yeah. So a gradient, which would then, you know, if, you, if you'd if you get a scatter plot, it'd be like further maths and you could do like a regression analysis and all the rest yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. And you get the equation and the I gradient feel like, that. Um, I feel like something else could change the, the, the result is how the person jumps. Oh, say, of course. Say, well, that, it'd be a good experiment for the discussion because then... Like, think about all the things that could be changing that. Their you, form, whether or not yeah, they know yeah. how to... Like, whether they vertically jump a lot or not. Because you could say, like... Okay, say that two people have the feel like that. Jumping up, just uh, having their legs just extended, going like that. Yep. Right? And you have the people who bend Squatting their knees. right down, yeah. yeah. Squat right down and then, like, jump and go like that. Or you have people who, I don't know, squat right down and, like, tuck their legs in to try and get higher. Yeah. So, uh, so you might want to control some things. So you might want to say you have to keep your legs straight and it's measured yeah, from the yeah. bottom of the toes. You're allowed to point the toes down or up or whatever, but the lowest point of the foot. Yeah. That kind of thing to control that a little bit. But yeah, it's better to have a lot of variables for just for the sake of a sack because then it means that you've got a lot of errors to talk about in the discussion for improvements for the future. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think like kind of write that up at some point when you get a chance kind of write it down just check that it's all possible and that you'll have the resources available and that would be i am pretty sure i just i have a rule they, we, we have a meter ruler yeah it's not much like up. as long as you got participants actually I'm, i mean i have the whole class i mean yeah 
as you said, a scatter plot, I could just get 27 points on the thing. Just whether or not, because then you have to measure, for part of it, you have to measure everyone's weight. So whether or not people are willing to have their weight measured, some people would might be funny about that or this or that, so. Uh, I guess, and then I'd just be like, and then I'd have to say, uh, um, this person's weight meant that they had to, they, I mean, uh, that's just some some people might not consent oh, to the, yeah, the experiment if uh, if they have to be. Oh yeah, because just to figure out the force, you need the mass. Yeah, I don't know. I completely yeah. forgot about that. But even if you have a smaller group, that's fine. Like, and then just note, like, just mention your sample size was really small. But then if you do repeated measures, you can kind of amplify that a little bit. Yeah, and just be like, oh, um, this person was, uh, this person had this much mass, and therefore uh, the height that they reached needed much. Okay, so this person weighed 100 kilos, um, jumped up, um, they got to 0.8 meters, uh, and uh, compare it to another student who was 70 kilos, who jumped 0.8, we could see that the force that the larger person exerted was much higher than the person on the lower. Yeah, because the only way that mass affects that, then we can see, is that a heavier person would just require more force only so that they can achieve an acceleration, a higher acceleration in order to achieve that same exit velocity. Yeah. Right. They're all just like, it all comes down to the square root of two GH to achieve a certain height that is fixed, but it's going to require more force to accelerate a bigger mass up to that velocity in that, yeah. in that space. 